are in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We want to welcome in everybody uh, tuning in also on our uh, Facebook Live that we have just started. It is the noon report, and a very, very warm day here in Washington. Folks, as we kick off yet another hour, we'll let everybody... uh, Get settled in here with uh, what is turning into a blockbuster news day. Really just uh, amazing right now, uh, the amount of news that is breaking. And we have our next guest coming up in just a couple moments. But I do have time to uh, talk a little bit about some of the news that is, in fact, happening on um, on this Wednesday. I'm just astounded at um, the fact that, and uh, again, hello to everybody. You can kind of see where we are on uh, Facebook, get a sense of things a little bit, and the sound should be uh, should be well, should be okay as well. I did get a chance. I did post. Hi there, Lynn Miller and everybody else. Folks, please share that you're watching. Again, it's, uh, it's always amazing when we can do both, do both audio and uh, obviously the live stream video. We did the live stream with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hi there, Nicole, a little bit earlier. And folks, we are in our nation's capital. And it is, um, hi there, this Paula and everybody. So again, uh, I want to recap. We have our next guest coming up in, in just a couple moments. But just to recap some of the, the top news that we have on this Wednesday. <clears throat> Where to begin? Uh, why don't we at least start with, in fact that this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, stop it and see them. They have had such a fantastic year, and it just continues into the fall. Remember, homegrown mums and kale are just outstanding. Sizes ranging 4-inch, 6-inch, 9-inch, 12-inch. They have the ornamental peppers, 4-inch six-inch pots, everything you need, all your fall decorating and more. Pumpkins and straw. And then they also have, don't forget, corn stalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. They have a PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Stop in and pick up the native vegetables they have. Sweet corn, eggplant, zucchini, peppers, yellow squash, tomatoes, local honey fall is the best time to plant trees and shrubs uh, because of the cooler temperatures and less watering is needed and don't forget deer resistant placata trees abravites always beautiful choice natural privacy borders ranging three feet to 11 feet plus they have the mulch screen loom crushed stone always available pickup and delivery folks they're open seven days a week it's pr landscape materials and garden center 3688 quaker lane in North Kingstown. So, folks, again, we continue. I got in yesterday. Uh, if you miss it, we had a, a Facebook Live a little earlier with Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG. Uh, it is incredible how she is um, perceived and seen as potential potential presidential candidate at some point. But she is still uh, going. She, you know, just creates a huge buzz. And uh, she had some very interesting things to say about about Congressman Cicilline. So you can see all of that. And then obviously, you know, this focus is on immigration, illegal immigration, and the timing of what happened regarding the governor of Florida shipping the illegals to the vineyard, to Martha's Vineyard, as we know. It's hard to just, I mean, just everyone here, everyone, that, that story is just rocketed. Now, before we get to our guests, though, for the, uh, the next hour, we have guests coming. I want to just recap 
we have not one, not two, but three, three major stories that have happened and developed on this on this Wednesday. And so number one is, in fact, that the medical examiner has identified the body of former Woonsocket Mayor Susan Menard. So we know that. And again, thoughts and condolences go out. Someone that made their mark. I have heard um, so much. Talked to people the last 40 hours, even though then I was leaving for D.C. We're here today and tomorrow. We'll be back on Friday. But just the impact that she had. Now, another major local story is the federal judge has hoarded Rhode Island to stop collecting truck tolls. Stop collecting truck tolls. And what's interesting about that is, as many of you know, folks, that, that was a major focal point of the Raimondo administration. That was supposed to be a steady stream of revenue for the laborers and just in the form of truck tolls. That's what it was really supposed to be. So those have to come down in the next 48 hours. Now, someone like Governor McKee, he would say, well, what's the big deal? Because, you know, he's swimming in money. He, this guy, he doesn't know what it's like to, for the state to not to be flush with money. Now, the other major story that has developed here <laughs> on this blockbuster news Wednesday is the New York Attorney General said her office is suing former President Trump, his three children, and his company, and alleging business fraud in some of the most powerful, most prized properties, Manhattan, Chicago, and here in D.C. So there are... Um, she says there aren't two sets of laws, three eldest children, also Alan Weisselberg, Jeffrey McConnell, say they increased in uh, the net worth by billions. So we're going to, we will at some point speak with, this was a three-year civil investigation. And they're making some very uh, powerful accusations fraudulent, misleading asset evaluations over 200 times. Then that was used to obtain hundreds of millions in loans, insurance coverage. Um, so there's several things. They want to make them pay $250 million. They want to ban them from running New York businesses, ban them from buying commercial real estate in New York for five years. And then they're also ma making a criminal referral to the U.S. Department of Justice. So that sounds like that is going to be um, a developing story for quite some time. So we'll, we'll deal with that, and then we'll uh, weigh in with our legal expert, uh, attorney Tim Dodd. And that will, uh, I'm not saying we're going to ignore the story, but we'll, uh, we will pick that stuff for, uh, a little bit later. All right, let's bring up, folks, and he's been patiently waiting. He's going to slide in right there. And uh, those that are watching on Facebook, you're going to be able to see him. I, I don't, I don't know if you need the headphone, sheriff. It's, it's really just to make sure that everyone can hear you. But uh, I'll tell you, folks. Joining us right now, he's been the chief law enforcement officer in Arizona, frontline current border crisis, and it is uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels. And sheriff, it's a concise county. Is that correct? Cochise County. Cochise County. All right. Cochise County. I think your volume is fine. Sheriff Mark Daniels. Sheriff, thank you for joining us here on this Wednesday on the John DePietro Show. Well, thanks for having me, John, and to all your viewing audience from Rhode Island. We appreciate it. Uh, in Massachusetts, what can you oh, tell okay. us? Uh, what can you tell us regarding where you're situated in Arizona in relation to the border of Mexico? We're on the southeast corner of the state of Arizona. Uh, it's the 38th largest landmass county with over 6,200 square miles. Wow. 83 miles of international border. And uh, the uniqueness of Cochise County, we're the only county in the country named after a tribal chief. So it adds a little flavor to it. Mm. So, uh, but we have no tribal lands. Oh. We are very rich in tribal history with Geronimo, Cochise, and the Apaches, but yep. we have no tribal land. In Cochise County, uh, what, what is your reaction to what we saw with Governor DeSantis flying, four, I think still think it was 43. Uh, that's within our listing distance as uh, to Martha's Vineyard. And those 43 people that arrived on a private jet on a gorgeous uh, September afternoon, 
and it threw all of Martha's Vineyard into chaos. It was crisis. They were panicked. It turned the island and the local area of Massachusetts upside down. Well, number one is we've been dealing with the border crisis for 19 months. We've I, Let me go back even bigger. I've spent 38 years on that border. Uh, working the border. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and right now it's the ugliest. In, in what capacity, Sheriff, work in the border? Uh, in law enforcement. Oh, you were? I, yeah, I, wow. I, I was in the middle. I grew up in the Midwest, uh, went out to Fort Rechuca. That's where I was stationed at in the Army. We have a military base in our county and got out in 1984, been doing this ever since. So I've seen the evolution of border. I've seen the current plan of the infrastructure uh, to be developed. So after 38 years, uh, I got a pretty good perspective on the border. I don't claim to be an expert of anything, but I have seen the border grow and evolve. So, again, we're seeing a very ugly time on our border. And uh, and you look at the numbers from where we were. Three years ago, I was bragging that we were the safest border out of the 31 border counties. I can't say that today. I just can't. Uh, over the last 19 months of this administration, and again, I'm not making this political. I'm making this real. And five million people have, have breached our southwest border. Oh, my God. And that includes one million gotaways and that's what we know the gotaways are the ones that we see never catch and so one million gotaways and then uh, a thousand migrants have died on u.s soil coming across our border illegally in 19 months this is under the watch of this administration under leadership of, Cong of congress so our reality obviously is not martha's vineyard's citizens reality and the, the folks there this is one country one border i mean why we can't come together on that and it, i i the mayors of Washington, D.C., Bowers and Adams on New York and, and others, Vice President Harris, Secretary Marcus, that continue to share a false narrative that the, there is no border. It's effectively secured. Sharing that reality from the southern border and then blame us for the problems. Wait a minute. Why don't we come together and let's look at who needs to fix it? Leadership in Congress, President Biden and his messaging, and this administration. Then we can get down the road. Otherwise, it's not going to work. What's been the impact for your county in the last 18 months? For instance, just what, well, let me, all these people coming in, what, what type of impact does it have on the day-to-day? -day? Everything from murder to criminal trespass, pursuits are five to 10 a day. Uh, we've lost citizens as a result of these pursuits at 100 miles an hour. To put it in perspective, um, from January to current times, we booked 853 border-related suspects for state violations in our uh, These aren't the migrants coming across that are committing immigration challenges. These are ones that have committed state crimes. So, again, from murder all the way down to misdemeanor offenses, 853. We booked 122 people that uh, fled from us. These are the ones we captured, not the ones that got away. Uh, from March to August of this year, we identified, we had 595 uh, smuggling events that we investigated, 324 victims of crimes just in the border. And from January till current time, 814 calls for service with a border nexus, which means they're connected to a border crime. I mean, it, it, the impact is just horrific, something I've never seen. Oh. But what I've also not seen is engagement, recognition or action from our federal government. And as part of the national sheriffs, I chair the board of security, president of the Arizona sheriffs and executive board for Western state sheriffs. We have reached out to President Biden. He is the first president that we can go back in history at national sheriffs to not meet with sheriffs. He refuses. Will not meet with sheriffs. You know, in the past, I've been here, because I was actually on the South Lawn of the White House when uh, Sheriff Tom Hodgson, all the sheriffs went over and President Trump greeted them. And normally there has been uh, some kind of ceremony and meeting with the sheriffs at the White House with the president. You think about it, over 3,000 sheriffs in this country that, ah. that are elected, most of them are elected. Boy, that's the headline right there. It Won't is. even meet with the sheriff. Yes, and we had a meeting last week in my, my county. We hosted a summit where major county sheriffs, West Policing, that our president will not meet with national sheriffs. Hmm. What was your reaction, folks, again? Uh, it's the John DePietro Show with us. It's a complete insult to all those who wear badges protecting our borders and protecting our country. Like I said, with my stats, we work very well with our border agents that have been depleted in my county to include the morale. They got such poor morale. You look at the, the troopers, 
You look at the local law enforcement and my sheriff's deputies, the men and women, all down there giving the good fight for their oath of office to protect this country and enforce the rule of law. And then you have the president, vice president, president, secretary of all coming out and saying the borders are effectively secured. That is a false narrative. Shame on them. And what does it do for people in the county? I mean, it's it's such a dramatic change from where you were just the past couple of years. On my office that we're working so hard to safeguard their freedoms and liberties and their and their quality of life. Can imagine these numbers coming through Martha's Vineyard every day. I can promise you something, mm. they would get it fixed right away. Yes. But since we're out of sight and really out of mind because even the national media, I'm not being ill, will not uh, besides a couple stations, don't wanna don't wanna air the real problem on our border. And mm. so it's it's sad, but it's real. And you almost feel like you're secondary to this country. How is it different from, you, I mean, you worked the border mm-hmm. before you were yes. sure. How, how has it changed over the years? It sounds it's a whole cottage industry that there are individuals on the other side that recognize the amount of money to be made. Is that fair? Oh, it's very fair. They're making billions of dollars, the criminal cartels, these transnational organizations. On the back, Arizona in 2021 led the nation in fentanyl pills. Over 5 million Uh. fentanyl pills were seized on the southern border in Arizona. Now, the closest state to us was California with a little over a million. We're leading it again this year. So it's not just the human exploitation, which is really what it is. It's modern-day slavery at its worst. These people are become servant to these criminal cartels and communities throughout the United States. People can ignore the problem or they can engage it and let's fix it together. And that's my request to everybody in this country listening. What is, um, you know, we're hearing that Arizona purple right now you would think with the being inundated with the amount of illegals that are that peeped back on that um is that is it almost because as the maricopa county phoenix area is the number one growing populated area in the country i think it's one of the one or two so with that comes change and it's not a change that we're happy about i'll just tell you right now i mean arizona's been very proud to stand up for the rule of law and that's really what this is about yep. is the rule of law it starts on our borders it really does if we can't enforce the rule of law on our borders we're in trouble in this country and the more that that change that the ideologies change in our country you know listen you want to move here i mean come on adopt the adopt our culture but they're changing us so i yeah. am i scared about that am yeah. i concerned about that you bet i am i think it's interesting again um in the past when you have all the sheriffs in D.C., there's been some outreach with the White House. And, yes. uh, and like I said, I, President Trump would welcome the sheriff's open arms and, uh, and, and listen, have a gathering and some kind of ceremony. Uh, it, it sounds like the Biden administration, they, it sounds like they don't want to hear what's going on on the front lines. No, I, I, I call it intellectual avoidance with intended yep. consequences. Yes. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going with this. And having sheriffs sitting around the room that enforce the rule of law in this country, the majority, he doesn't want to hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. Vice President Harris, if she really was concerned about the border, she'd be meeting with the community sheriffs, not going to El Paso, spend an hour on a photo op, one of the safest place on our border and then leaving. That's not a border tour, folks. You know, Sheriff, before we let you go, it, it should be a nonpartisan issue, right? It, it should not be that the Democrats say, oh, no, are trying to. No, it, that has to change because it shouldn't be that. And when, when people are, you know, it's everyone has to pay more money. Listen, this, this is no effective way to do it. It's really ludicrous when you think about it that that's the system. Those that can sneak in can stay. Those that don't think to do that, you know, they're missing out. This, this is ridiculous that in this day and age, that is the system they have set up. Well, it's reckless. Yeah, it leaves, it leaves our country vulnerable. And I agree with you. And let's, let me say this. Whether you're local, state, or federal, you take an oath of office. That's right. And that oath of office says you'll support the rule of law, the yeah. Constitution. And what they're doing now is complete opposite of their oath of office. Again, I'll say it. Shame on them. That's right. Folks, he is Sheriff Mark Daniels. Sheriff, great to see you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. Thanks, Thanks for, for having coming me. by. All right. Folks, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it's 1225. We have another guest uh, coming up just a couple moments. Again, I want you. And again, hello, everybody. This is the Noon Report Live that we're doing on Facebook. I uh, assume that the audio is, I think the audio should be fine on, uh, on FB. I will double check it. I want to thank again the great Jeff Kamach. It's never easy to uh, to try to put together uh, whenever we go on the road like this.
and Juan likes to do it. So I believe the audio on all accounts should be fine. I mean, there is an element that after, uh, yeah, I can see that after we uh, pull off, audio is good, says Pamela. Thank you, folks. Um, There's an element that after we do something like we did with um, Poland and Ukraine that leads me to believe we could handle this. But you just never know. It's up in the air. Now, again, I'm not it's not lost on me, folks. The big story that has broken is that those truck tolls have to come down in the the next 48 hours. And I am following that story. And again, we have another guest and then we have have kind of built in some some gaps here. Senator State Senator Jessica De La Cruz state leaders have long insisted they would not expand the tolling to passenger vehicles, regardless of lawsuit outcome. But instead, will Democrat leaders keep their word? Chris Spear, a trucker spokesperson, says, We told Rhode Island leaders from the start their, their scheme was not only discriminatory but illegal. And Governor McKee, we want to clarify the governor does not support Winnipeg in a tolling program on passenger vehicles. As this ruling has come out in reviewing the decision, Governor McKee says at this time... We would not look at passenger vehicles. Well, what does that mean at this time? Folks, that is not. They're going to be short $40 million. I would keep my eye on that one. If there's anyone, if you don't think that the McKee people are looking to now try to tack this on, Governor McKee, at this time, huh? At this time, we're not sure about polling on passenger vehicles hmm makes me a little uncomfortable should make everyone a little uncomfortable as a matter of fact so we're going to talk with uh, sheriff tom hodson coming up in just a moment in uh, bristol county sheriff folks again we are in dc um so it, it, there's a lot of news that has broken um i want to uh, here he comes right now folks coming uh here he is there's our leader he's going to sit right there there's the man here he is. How are you, Sheriff? Have a seat. Folks, the guy is one of a kind. America's top sheriff. We'll let him get settled. It's always uh, history whenever we talk to him. I want to welcome Bristol County Sheriff. I mean, I think he's the Sheriff of America. He is Sheriff Tom Hodgson. Sheriff, what a pleasure and honor to see you again. John, it's an honor to be on your show always. Wow. Really. You know, I, I don't want to start off with bad news, but in the past, when I've had you, you were either coming from the White House or you were headed to the White House. Then we have that famous photo you and I were on is it the north or south lawn at the back within all the sheriffs were on the staircase it was was the south lawn south lawn south lawn and unless I'm missing something I I don't think there's anything at the White House for the sheriffs this year no you're not missing anything and and, and not only that uh, there's actually been no real interest in trying to 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 gather sheriffs from around the country to understand what what are the impacts uh, of immigration and other issues that mattered to us and what we're trying to do to uphold yes. the rule of law. Uh, Sheriff Tom Hodgson, what, what was your reaction uh, when you heard about what had happened with a plane landing on Martha's Vineyard? Well, I, I had a sense it was going to, they were going to be coming not only there, but other places around the country as well where they've created sanctuaries. Yes. And um, we're hearing Newport that they could be coming to Rhode Island. Well, so. that, Anywhere yeah. that there's sanctuary, people, these elected officials have created sanctuaries, yep. um, it shouldn't be surprising. And that's why the people of those communities ought to be upset. That elected officials who took an oath yep. to uphold the law and protect them from people violating the rule of law, who are actually promoting and encouraging lawbreakers to come to their community, hmm. those are the people they should be upset with. Not, right. with. not with Governor DeSantis. No. And not with Governor Abbott. Because you know what? Those two governors are doing what we all, I think in America, hope every elected official would do because we blindly trust them when they raised their hand, took the oath, and said they will uphold the laws of this country, and they will uphold the Constitution, and and they did it. And they're trying to protect their people. They didn't say we want sanctuaries here. No. So so they they have done the right thing, and these these progressive people who have no regard... For the number of kids that moms and dads are going to wake up to go to school and work who are dying from fentanyl, they know is pouring into this country. I've been dealing this, uh, John, as you know, for 25 years I've been dealing with this issue of immigration. And I have 
I have disgustingly got to the point now where, and, and, and really this administration is predominantly at fault, although both parties are at fault over 25 years, for not moving if they wanted to change and do some immigration reform. Um, they, the thing that really angers me is the arrogance and the disrespect for not just for us about the importance of upholding your oath, but what about the moms and dads right. and, and these people who lost their kids five years ago and they're basically saying to them, hey, we know all this is a result of our poor decisions of encouraging people to come here. We have sex trafficking out of control in this country. We're down, losing 300 a day now to fentanyl and it's getting worse. Um, we've got MS-13 gang members creating violent situations in our neighborhoods. And basically what they're saying is, oh, Mr. Jones and Mrs. Smith, you know your kids that died three years ago? Their lives don't matter, and neither do the ten that are going to die tomorrow. You know why? Because our politics is far more important than your kids' lives or your family's security in your community. And that's where we are in America, sadly, with some of these, these groups that have created these sanctuaries. Um, and so, so for those of us in law enforcement... To all the sheriffs across this nation. We are not, we cannot, and we will not turn our backs on the rule of law. If we do, the country has no hope. Sheriff, you got to admit, it was, and again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Tom Hudson. It, it was comical to watch. I mean, 43 people was suddenly a crisis and turned Martha's Vineyard and turned Martha's and turned Martha's Vineyard upside down. I'm just trying to get the people next to us to lower their voice yeah, a little bit. That's all right. Yeah. Go right ahead, Sheriff. But you got to admit, that was comical, just 43 people. Well, yeah, you know, look, this is, um, you know, we, we saw what happened uh, right here in Washington when they brought a yes. couple of buses to, to yep. the, the vice president's uh, uh, house there on Mass Ave. And, and I, I recall one of the, one of the individuals saying, they, he was asked, well, is the border secure? And he said, no, the border's wide open. He said, and the reporter said, well, what would you say to the vice president? He said, I want to offer our gratitude. Our gratitude. And I understand where they're coming from because basically the message to them was, listen, the laws of the United States don't matter. But you know what? You know what, John? The other message is to the people who are respecting the laws of the United States, waiting their turn still in countries around the world. Think of that. Yeah. It's, to them, it's, what it's sort of like. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like, well, wait a minute. We're doing it all the right way. You're yep. telling us that that doesn't matter. Mm. And, and so, so for them, it's got to be really heartbreaking that they're, when they finally do come here and they take their oath, that all they went through didn't really matter. They could have snuck in. Yep. Is that what we want? Yes. And, and that is the message, Sheriff, that's going out. How do you think Governor Baker handled the whole situation on the venue? I mean, the first thing they did was ship them to Cape Cod. Well, Get I, them out of there. Yeah. I think I think that he obviously it was thrust. He, he had no idea it was coming. He was thrust on him. He had to make he had to make a decision to to address not just the people who that came right to make sure that they're they're not abused or whatever else sure. and, and put in, pl in his places. But at the same time, you know, for the for the if there was no availability for anything for them to be placed um, in in homes there as they've been doing everywhere else, then then. You have to make some alternative arrangement periodically to figure out what you're going to do. And I guess the, you know, the airbase was the closest, the 20 airbase was the closest place where they had open facilities to be able to at least keep them there till they could figure out what the heck they had to do. Yep. And it would prevent them from being able to get maybe get back on boats and head out, and nobody knows where they are. Hmm. You know what? What is it like for you as a sheriff? I mean, we're both in the North Seas. I mean, to see. Someone like a Governor Santis say, we're, we're not a sanctuary state. Governor Abbott, you know, sending them to the vice president's residence. I, I find it reaffirming. Like, like, oh, wow, there are, are people out there that would say, oh, whoa, whoa, you're not coming in here. This is not acceptable. You know why this is so important, uh, John, is because not just the point you made, but more importantly, them doing that didn't shelter people away from the border about how bad this situation is. Yep. It let them get a, a, just a, a, smor uh, a morsel of a taste right. of what they deal with every day. I've been to the border, as you know, five times. Yep. Wow. I have, I've been on the Vickers Ranch where I sat there with Mr. Vickers and his wife, and they showed us picture after picture of dead people oh. on their property that they had to deal with. Wow. One guy leaning against this tree had been sitting there, obviously died from dehydration, and the, and the birds had eaten his eyeballs out. Right? Uh, oh no, no! But these are God. these are real stories. Yes. And and I, and the sheriff out of out of uh, um, uh, Brooks, I think it is uh, Texas, 
Now, he's had 973 deaths since last January, uh, since uh, I think it was last January, maybe. Um, I, I, I thought I had the number here with me, but 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 he's had 973 deaths. I have it right here, okay. I believe. Um, between 2009 and now, just in his county. And he's only got five oh. deputies. He he said that he has that he has to deal with these things every day. And then, never mind, imagine this being in your neighborhood here, Worcester, down on the Cape, Providence, yep. where, where all of a sudden they said, hey, you know what? We're not enforcing no trespassing laws anymore, and anybody that wants to come in your property can't. Now, you come home. And you don't know, you won't let your kids out in the backyard, but yep. you don't want to let them run to the shed and get the grass trimmers or anything else because you don't know if somebody's hiding in there with a gun. That's right. This is happening to the people in Texas and Arizona every single day. They've had to shut down 50% of the cattle ranchers, ranches in Stark County alone in Texas. You know, we, we owe it to each other as Americans. This isn't about being Democrat, Independent, right. Republican. This is about being Americans and, t and, and looking out for each other. We can't say anymore that the laws don't matter. And there's going to be a select group that the politicians will decide will be will be exempted from our laws. And, yes, if they impose hardships on you. Now, I'm going to give you something else that hasn't really been talked about. Okay. And I just learned about this recently, and I'm looking into it even more. Here we go. And I got it from a from a guy who works in a hospital in, in right outside my county. And he told me. He said, do you have any idea what's going on with these, these uh, illegal aliens who are here that need to go to the hospital and be admitted? I said, no. He said, they're getting admitted. And then... When they're finally medically cleared for however long they're in the hospital, I'm not talking the emergency room. I'm talking admitted. Um, they they uh, they can't be re released after they're medically cleared because the law requires if you're going to release some, give somebody a medical clearance to leave, yeah. they have to have an address to go to. He told me that one of the hospitals in Boston has close to 200 people in there that have already been medically cleared that they can't let out who are just basically occupying beds wow, because that's, it's that's like acting like a hotel without then they don't belong there how many how many how many emergency rooms have you gone to we've seen people laying my father yes. after my father-in-law and my mother-in-law right. where they just were laying, laying there on the stretchers in the emergency room because there weren't enough beds right and they had wow. to wait till beds cleared up right so and this has been according to this guy it's been months and so, Holy so, cow. so you want to talk about undermining not just the cost of medical care right. in this country for all of us, but how about the services yes. that we rightfully should have? What this kind is, of this is why policy you, is that, or lack of a policy of how to deal with it? Right, and 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 wow. and, 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 the, and the the problem is, John, that not only are we we having the impacts from the cost. But what about the impacts on the services? That's why we have to have immigration. That's right. We have to have immigration laws so we can control the infrastructure. Yep. You know, in May, last May, they had 237,000 illegal aliens that came across the border that they knew of, the, the encounters. Now, that's, take for a minute, New Bedford, Fall River. That's more than the, the populations of both combined. Hmm. And I ask listeners all the time and people I run into, tell, tell me where there's a New Bedford and a Fall River sitting vacant with houses, police departments, fire department, hospital, schools, jobs, and all the other things you need, grocery stores, just waiting for the people, those 237,000 just take, come into the town. It's all ready for you, set up, ready to go. There are none. So where are they going? And that's only one month. How? That's Think only one that, month. Sheriff. Only one month. And, and what about, I mean, we're putting all these homeless people. I mean, excuse yes. me, all these, these, uh, these uh, illegal aliens in all these hotels, nice yep. uh, converted That's hotels, right. things like that. Where were these people when it came to our veterans That's who were right. laying on the street, That's right, homeless Sheriff. everywhere? Yep. Where, where, is, where are they? Mm. You know, where are, those, where are those accommodations for them? Right? Folks, again, our guest is Sheriff Tom Hodgson. And Sheriff, just to go back down memory lane, um, what was it like when you would be here in D.C.? We'd be doing this type of broadcast, and then you'd either be coming from the White House or going to the White House. It sounded like you had a very interested, captivated audience in the form of then the occupant of the Oval Office. There's no question about it. And let me tell you, John, um, I tell people this all the time. Whether people like the way the president tweeted or didn't tweet or what have you, I can tell you firsthand, because I was in many meetings with that president, he... the, the, the wonderful thing about him and the great one of the great things about him was he would actually bring in 
if it was a law enforcement issue, he'd bring yep. in sheriffs. Hmm. He wanted to know on the border issues. He'd right. bring us in. How is it impacting you at the border? How is it impacting you in your communities, right, in, across the nation? Because we're all border communities now. Right. And he wanted to know from us directly, tell me what it is. And if you have ideas for solutions, great. But when I create the policy, I want to make sure that it doesn't filter through some politician that's trying to get credit, get sure. watered down. I want that policy to directly impact the people that you're serving in those communities so they get the direct impact and benefit from this White House. And he said that. And he meant it. And, he's, and he did it every time we met, whether it was medical. Martin Luther King's um, uh, niece was there often on religious issues, things like that. He wanted to know from people who who had their boots on the ground, which is the best way, because he is. knew he served us, and the only way he could best serve us yep. is if he took the information we had in our communities and turned it into good policy that mattered. Mm. And and think about this, John. Um, we had, what, 300 sheriffs from across yes, the nation that here? That was amazing. And, yeah. and, you know, these guys have worked with me for, for years now, yep. and we are so committed, and we are not. We are the one group, and I told the sheriffs just across the country, we are the last bastion of hope for this nation. That's right. We were elected by the people. Yep. We don't answer to anyone but the. You're, are you up for re-election? Yes, in, in November. November. You yes. are. Okay. And and um and we and we have an obligation. We're not going to respond to something based on whether you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican. But what we are going to do is we're going to stand united in making sure whatever laws are on the books are enforced. We will not turn our backs on those laws. Mm. We're not going to parse words or anything else. The law is the law. We're not we're not politicians in that regard. We're 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 elected officials who have a solemn oath to uphold. So do the people in Washington, by the way. Well, but, one uh, would think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What uh, about uh, Jeff Deal? He seems like he's running the right type of campaign. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's getting aggressive and doing what he yes. what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, and and you know, timing's everything in this business as to when when you do what, but. Um, you know, of course, I'll be I'll be supporting the Republican ticket. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, and um, and it's and it's f for all the right reasons. Look, I dealt with Mara Healy. Um, Mara Healy weaponized her office from the day she was there with politics. She she filed, I think, joined herself in more lawsuits than any other AG in the nation oh. against the previous administration. She was on the other side of the border in Mexico when I was in McAllen at the processing station, and at the same time. While I'm working with Border Patrol to find out what are the impacts, what are the, the issues with the MS-13 gang members coming to my community, how do we work with each other, yada, yada. She was over there telling the families it's wrong that the United States won't let you come in here oh, and just pull her over the God. border. And think of that. Well, you know what? This wow. Is, you know, look, she's, she's um, we've had our own experiences with her. Yeah. She's, um, well, she's consistent. Consistent, yeah, consistent, <laughs> consistently political. Yes, no question about very it. much so. And we need somebody in the governor's office who is going to focus on what matters to the people. Yep. And and fulfill the obligations and the responsibilities of governor, mm -hmm. uh, not politician. That's right, folks. He is Sheriff Tom Hudson. Sheriff, great to see you. Great to see you, John. Right, Thanks so much. Always wonderful to be always, on the show. Always, always great. Good Thanks. luck this fall. We'll Thanks. be talking. Thanks for your good work, folks. Sheriff Tom Hudson, right here on the John DePietro Show. Right now, folks, it's 1244. Again, we continue. Thank you, Sheriff. Continue our broadcast from our nation's capital. I also want to remind you about our friends at Propane Plus. You know, whether it's heating or cooling, Propane Plus. Folks, call them today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling. Folks, they've been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery. They offer online billing, schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. Folks, you can depend on Propane Plus. Call them today. Call Propane Plus at 401-885-4209. And in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Always online at Propane Plus. Com. Now, I also want to explain to people. So they do it. It's called a, like a radio row. And so you have all these people. And Jeff will appreciate you. You have, you know, I haven't encountered this type in a while that they, you know, they talk in these big booming radio voice. You know, the fake. I forgot, Jeff. I forgot about that crowd. And, and they, you know, they're here. Here in force. Everything. Talks. Fake. Pronounced. Holy, no, 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 it's not even like a John Bina. It
it's I, I forgot about this crowd. <laughs> and what's comical is they're loud even when they're not broadcasting. They're loud. So I, I initially had hopes like, oh, good, where we're going to be. There's no one on at the time that I'm on. But, of course, I forgot that that crowd where they talk. In the big fake voice, they, they're, you know, they're just like everywhere. Or especially, I was thinking, oh, good, there won't be anyone beyond next to me. Um, but I, I forgot that just because you don't encounter that type of thing. Um, in, my, in my normal everyday existence, I just want to find, they have a map from where everybody is with all this equipment. And, um, and I was like, oh, good, where I'm going to be, there's not going to be... There it is. There isn't going to be anyone live at the time. And so that'll be a good spot to be. But then I forgot that you have the people that they they live in that uh, fake loud voice all the time. Let me just say, yeah, right now, there should be no one there. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, they finished at noon. No. No, they did not. I have no idea why these people are next to me. There isn't anyone supposed to be next to me until like 3 o'clock. So, in person who is so loud is supposed to be in another spot. So, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't know the answer on that. So, anyhow. But it, it does get annoying. It does get annoying. Notice I didn't... What am I supposed to say? I'm in the middle of an interview with Sheriff Hodgson. All right. Folks, Propane Plus. Call them today. 401-885-4209. Or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. So, folks, good afternoon. Oh, my God. It just never ends. Now, early with... Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you can see that on the um, Facebook page. I'll have that up on the website just a little bit later. So, but we did uh, get a chance to talk to her. You know what's amazing? These people are not even broadcasting right now. It is just endless that I deal with this foolishness, folks. But but Juan is being patient. Not even live. But anyhow, all right. Um, the big news, as I mentioned, is in fact with what's going on with the truck tolls in Rhode Island. That is a big story. That is a major story now that they have. Okay. Uh, Ted Nisi has, we've just learned about the ruling. The General Assembly prohibited the tolling of passenger cars regardless of the eventual outcome of the lawsuit. That will not change. Folks, watch them make a move for, watch them make a, a move towards passenger cars. It's impossible to say that that will not happen. Now, I'm also feeling the Attorney General of New York says Trump tax records seized by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago may, may have been concealed from her investigators. Now, that does not seem like a good outcome for the former president. It's all breaking. I'm not going to get into it too much. Lawsuit characterizes Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka's participation in the ongoing scheme. Now this, I mean, I could be wrong, but this sure sounds like there could be criminal charges coming out of New York now. Let's see, New York, a lot of this comes back to the Mueller investigation, of which the Michael Cohen probe was a spinoff. The Attorney General credited Cohen's testimony before the House with helping to start this probe. So, all right. So right now, folks, it's 12.50. Again, we go until 2 o'clock. The truck tolls, I can't emphasize enough. You know, they were all saying that right now they're saying that it's it's not going to in any way uh, go towards passenger cars. But the fact of the matter is they're up. They can't toll.
cars, uh, trucks, but that doesn't mean that they can't toll cars. So I just don't see, you know, at some point under Governor McKee, there's definitely going to be a revenue shortfall in some way. It has to. He's used to all the money that is flowing in. And at some point when that money's going to dry up, I don't think they're going to have, they're suddenly going to say, you know, it's going to be done to, what this is ultimately going to be done, they're going to do it. The left will do it that they should toll cars during rush hour to try to force people to abandon cars to commute. And Ashley Kalis, the Republican nominee, has a golden opportunity now to take advantage of this whole thing. Folks, right now at 1252 on this Wednesday, this portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop it and see Marie. Vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products, ice, honey, maple syrup, bee fresh gum. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products. It's my health. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Pop in. It's all wellness. It's my health. Right now, if you're listening here on Mended Road, pop into that historic white church in C. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1252. Again, it's the John DePietro Show. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2 on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Coming to you from our nation's capital, we are in D.C. today and tomorrow. We will be back uh, in the Ocean State on Friday. But I also want to remind you about Jamie's Power Wash. I just saw someone post the other day, anyone have suggestions on a great power washer? Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash also does handyman services for professional power washing and deck staining. He's also on Facebook, and I do share his information. So it's Jamie's Power Wash. They did, they soft washed uh, our roof and got rid of all the grime and the, the mildew and the, and, um, the, the algae, and it, it made it look brand new. So power washing, deck staining. Now, Jamie also does interior painting and also construction and handyman services. Call Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545, 401-837-4545 for Jamie's Power Wash. Well, folks, right now at 1254, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. So we do have big news on this Wednesday, and I'm looking at... Boy, the Drudge Report. Uh, uh, Putin threatens the West with nukes. Says I'm not bluffing. But the top of the Drudge Report. New York sues Trump plan for fraud. Art of the steel. Inflated net worth by billions. 222-page filing. Referral to IRS for criminal prosecution. So, what are we to make of that? It'll all get fleshed out. It'll all get fleshed out. It's, it's obviously, uh, we have more guests set up for next hour. Uh, we will talk with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know enough about these allegations, other than it's obviously a huge story. And you start to... Um, you start to get into the down the rabbit hole a little bit, you know, between the raid and some of the other things that have come out of this. Now, I don't know if President Trump has responded, but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of this just yet. It's all still breaking. Obviously, I've been live on the air, so I haven't had enough time to kind of dig into it um, and see exactly what they're alleging. This seemingly has been in the works for quite some time. Now, folks, the other big local story is the former mayor of Woonsocket, Susan Menard, has been positively identified by the state medical examiner. Judge orders halt to Rhode Island truck tolls within 48 hours. 48 hours. So that is really remarkable. How about also the fact 
that that former Providence School employee accused of embezzling $3 million. How does that even happen? How is it that someone was even able to pull that off? Who was watching? Who was watching that? You know, the coming back to now the Trump story, this what is different about this is this not only involves President Trump, but it's it's all of them that are involved. Um, the attorney general is suing the president and three three his three children for business fraud. So it's not just the president, but it's also Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka. Now, they're alleging they falsely inflated the net worth to get banks to give them favorable interest rates, seeking to bar the former president's children from ever running a company in New York again. And they also want them to pay back $250 million. Again, these are all just allegations. Um... I'm, I, I want to wait and see. That story just broke. You're going to hear about it coming up in the 1 o'clock news. I'll say this. It's, 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 it's just like another thing. It's, it's problematic. Um, we obviously you know, want to give the president as much as we can, the benefit of the doubt. But a lot of these types of lawsuits just start to weigh you down. They just start to weigh you down after a while. And you're spending seemingly so much time in uh, trying to defend yourself that I think it it becomes um, really, really problematic. I think so. So, folks, but we will have more on that coming up in the 1 o'clock news. So right now it's 12.58, and coming up at the top of the hour, we will carry the 1 o'clock news. Then we have another full hour to go. I think we're doing Facebook Live later, but it's all just a matter of trying to figure out the schedule did a little bit yesterday again we did a little bit earlier if you missed it uh, marjorie taylor green who's been very outspoken against congressman cicilline we talked to her and so um we'll have uh, all of that that you can catch it folks and again a lot of this if you're listening we will post the marjorie taylor green interview on the website dpetro.com don't forget dpetro.com is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. So right now, folks, again, we're coming to you from our nation's capital. Good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. Right now it is 1259. We're going to be breaking for the 1 o'clock news. And then we have another full hour to go. More guests coming up. And again, repeating the big story locally the body of former mayor Susan Menard has been positively identified. That's number one. Number two, two, the big local story, is the judge has ruled in favor of the truckers. The truck tolls in the state need to come down within the next 48 hours. And then the big story you're going to hear coming up is the New York Attorney General going after really the Trump family. President Trump, his two sons, and Ivanka. The power hour is next. We have another full hour to go. Radio only, though. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, petro.com. Back until the 1 o'clock news.